At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's hour number three at the VSIN Bet Center right here on the sports betting network, VSIN. We've got a great hour for you guys as we've got some West Coast college basketball that's going down. Have to get you guys updated on an NBA score that has had a little bit of a flipper Rooney in the last few minutes as well. And we've got Dwayne Colucci. He does absolutely amazing work over there at the Rampart. He is going to be joining me in about 30 minutes. That is going to be 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. If you're out there on the East Coast, that is 11.30. So we've got ourselves a whole lot of rambunctiousness that is going to be going down out here. How about if we wind up starting from the world of the weird, though? Something that you love about college basketball is that you never know what you're going to get. I don't think that you're going to be able to fire in on this thing live, but we wound up having the fourth overtime of this game start, and it's going to be the highest scoring college basketball game of the season. McNeese State and Houston Baptist, 132 to 132 going into fourth overtime. The closing total on this game is 147 and a half, and there's a legitimate shot that both of these teams are going to individually be able to go over this total. And I had the under of the game. That is that is just absolutely hilarious right there. If you're going to lose, you might as well have it count because, well, it doesn't matter if you wind up missing by one point or 100 points. A loss is a loss. A win is a win. So, I mean, all I can do is just sit here and laugh at this one. But, I mean, McNeese State and East Baptist playing one of the craziest games that you were ever going to find in all of college basketball. So, I that, that deserved lip service. The only way that the cell phone winds up cracking the just first minute of this segment is via that. And well, that certainly delivered. But how about if we take a look at the game that's really going down in the NBA right now? That'd be the LA Lakers taking on the Golden State Warriors. And LeBron James is having himself one of the greatest nights of his career. And his career has been pretty good. 54 points for LeBron James thus far. 122 to 116. You've got 33 and a half seconds remaining. The Lakers were down in this game by double figures in the final seconds of the third quarter. They have been able to claw their way back. So you've got yourself some really good action going down here by the LA Lakers. This is a total that is going to be going over. It is a total that wound up getting quite seamed up. Wind up opening up right around 225 and a half. You wound up closing in more around 229. You might have found the hook one way or the other. So you did wind up seeing the subtle wind up going over. And right now the Golden State Warriors trying to do everything humanly possible to be able to bury a three, to be able to put a little bit more pressure on the Lakers as Steph Curry's got it. Is he going to be able to bury one of his patented threes? He does not. And 
the Lakers wind up pulling out the rebound and they are going to be able to salt this game away. So Lakers are going to be able to get the job done for anyone that wanted up being able to fire in on them. So that is a very good result for them and one that is much needed because it's got what it is. It has been an absolutely terrible year for the LA Lakers. If you've been betting on them, you've been losing quite a bit of money. They wound up being right around a five and a half point underdog in this game. So the Lakers, they are able to get it done. So to their credit, they wind up being able to get a nice win. We are now in action on a lot of these late college basketball games as well. You've actually got two games that have yet to tip off. We're going to be giving you guys a little bit of an update here on one of the games that is going to be tipping off very momentarily. How about if we go UNLV versus New Mexico? This game is going to tip at any minute. 747, 748. UNLV finds themselves anywhere between three and a half and four point favorites. Total on this game is anywhere between 146 and a half and 147. If you're looking for yourself a nice little late night money line that you're able to make a little bit of money on, I do think that New Mexico is going to be able to get the job done. Last time these two teams wound up playing UNLV, just completely pounded New Mexico. New Mexico has been a team that has been very feisty against the spread. They've been one of your top 10 teams with regards to cover rate. And it's a New Mexico team that they are turning down for absolutely nobody with regards to the way that they're playing. In terms of possessions per game, New Mexico currently finds themselves in the top 50 in all of college basketball, right around 49th. Meanwhile, you've got a UNLV team that they've really been able to find their form. It's a team that may have throttled down a little bit. They rank right around 305th with regards to possessions per game. And what has really been key for this UNLV team, Bryce Hamilton on the road has been absolutely magnificent. He's averaging 23 and a half points per game in true road contests. It's absolutely insane. He's actually averaging fewer than 20 points per game in his home games, which I find that to be very intriguing. You wind up having him have that 46 point night against Colorado State a few weeks ago. That is big raise why you do wind up finding this a little bit of an outlier. And if you're looking at guys and just in terms of their road and neutral court splits, Bryce Hamilton, number two in all of college basketball, three guards points per game in road and neutral court games. The only guy that is scoring more points per game, that'd be Tavion Dunn-Martin. He plays for Florida Gulf Coast and Florida Gulf Coast season is over. So that is something that you want to be taking a look at. You've also got Roy Sam. He's able to go ham down low for the CONLV team. They will give you right around nine and a half boards per game. New Mexico, you really don't have any guy that's necessarily able to do a great job down low, but Jay Allen Tovar has been able to come in. He's been able to do a solid job. He's averaging overall for the year right around 10 points, five boards per game. Wound up seeing a lot more minutes when Jethro Miscated wound up going through a very unfortunate car accident. You hope for nothing but the best for that young man. But with New Mexico, I do think that they're going to be able to hold within this game because you do have a pair of guys in Jamal Mashburn Jr. along Jalen House. They combined to be able to give you right around 34 to 35 points per contest. Both of these guys shoot in the mid-30s from three-point range. And then Katie Johnson has been able to shoot in the high-30s from three-point range. He's been able to do a solid job for this New Mexico team. And just a pit in general is a very unique home court environment. It is a place in which it's like a little bit more cavernous to be able to describe it. It's one of those things in which a lot of opponents, they wind up having a little bit of a tough time when they do wind up hitting that floor. And you take a look at both of these teams, and they both have been relatively solid against the spread. You've got a UNLV team that may have been able to do a okay job right around 14 and 15 against the spread. Nothing great, nothing terrible. The biggest one here is New Mexico at 16, 10, and 2 against the spread, covering right around 61.5% of their game. So they've been one of the better against the spread teams in all of college basketball. I think that they're going to be able to keep that up. I do think that UNLV can have a little bit of a tough time here. I personally wound up saying my total more in the realm of a 147 half. So here at 146 half, it would be a little bit of a buy for me on the over. And with New Mexico, set them as a favorite. So I like them on the money line right now, finding them 
lot of places right around plus 150 probably going to be able to find a little bit better if you wind up shopping around as well we've got a couple games that are currently in action as well when it comes to out west you've got this one that is between byu and san francisco and well you're off to a little bit of an underpace right now 630 remaining in the first half the Dons of San Francisco and the Cougars of BYU are all tied up 17 to 17. You've got a good old slobber knocker in which both of these teams are just not necessarily pushing the tempo very much. You got a pair of teams that they're teams that they don't necessarily play super fast. They don't necessarily play super slow, which I always find these to be very intriguing games because they can go one way or the other. And right now it's going way in that under and it's not like you've got like super bad shooting right now. You've got BYU who's went 7 of 16 from the floor. San Francisco's got went 7 of 20. So, I mean, it's just a case in which neither of these teams are necessarily looking to push the tempo. It's a BYU team that they do get a little bit out of sorts with it. They've already got five turnovers here in the first half. They're a team that they rank outside the top 200 with regards to being able to take care of the ball. So, that is a little bit of an issue. Meanwhile, for San Francisco, you do have a pair of guys, including Shabazz and Jabari Boye. Six points apiece for both of these guys to be able to pace the team. And also keep in mind, last time these two teams wound up playing, BYU just got completely bludgeoned by the Dons of San Francisco. They were able to win the first meeting by kind of 71 to 69. Second time around, no such luck. 73 to 59, they wound up losing. And with BYU, they've actually been able to score more points on a per possession basis when they've been away from Provo rather than at home, which I find that to be very intriguing. You're also up and running with regards to Savannah versus San Diego State game. San Diego State currently is trailing by kind of 18 to 13, about 7.30 left in the first half. This is very on par with what you're going to be able to find out of the San Diego State Aztecs. They're number one in the country with regards to points a lot on a per-possession basis, and thus far, you're playing at a little bit more of an undercliff. Wound up mentioning this in the last hour of the VEASAN Bet Center. Nevada is a team that has really slowed things down. They're a team that they were... At one point in the top 25 with regards to possessions per game in all of college basketball, now they're finding themselves more like 80th. So, and it's a team that they've really been looking to control things a little bit more. They've dealt with a couple of injuries. Grant Sherfield is a guy that really went down that caused this a little bit of a tempo shift for Nevada. Thus far, Nevada has been able to do a relatively solid job. I'll be able to hold things down on the glass, winning the, re the rebound battle by kind of 12 to 9. And with San Diego State, one of six from three-point range, Matt Bradley has really been the primary scorer for this team. And you've got nobody outside of Bradley coming in this game, averaging more than 8.2 points per game. That would be Trey Pullian, who's been able to help him out. So that is something that you do want to be taking note of. It's certainly a San Diego team that has been able to do a solid job all season long of being able to operate with this. But got to wonder if they're going to need to get a little bit more out of a number two score. You're currently at the half with this game. As you've got USC and UCLA, UCLA finds themselves up by a count of 41 to 35. This is a total that wound up closing relatively low, in my opinion. Wound up closing anywhere between a 135 to a 135 and a half. So this is right now on an overclip. And if you're looking at a second half line, so you're betting on the second half and the second half only, you are finding this USC bunch finding themselves as a three-point underdog. So if you wind up taking the three with USC in the second half, pretty much if they wind up losing by nine, you get a push. If they wind up losing by eight or less, you're able to get there. Ten or more, you wind up having an L. So that's just the way that it winds working for the second half. And your second half total on this game is a 73. So you had 75 points in the first half. Pretty much a 148 for the game is what you're taking a look at there. We wind up just getting started up 
with the second half in this one as well. Hawaii and Cal State Northridge. Hawaii finds themselves up by a count of 38 to 33. They close as a six-point favorite. They were laying two points in the second half, so you are seeing that tick up a little bit, and you, your second half total on this game was a 70 as well. So you got that going on, and when it comes to Pac-12, we wind up updating you guys on USC versus UCLA. Well, this is a game in which it's gotten a little bit out of hand as you've got yourself Colorado just all over Utah in this game. 75 to 51 is a Utah team that typically maybe got a relatively solid home court advantage. Boy, oh boy, they have not been able to live up to that right now as you've got Jabari Walker, the son of Samaki Walker, doing a pretty solid job in this one. He's got 20 points, nine boards, Colorado, 14 of 21 from three-point range. Not a lot that you can do if you're Utah. Utah 7 of 18 from three-point range. They're currently down by 21 points. So very intriguing to take a look there. Very intriguing to take a look at some of these conference tournaments as well. Coming up next, we've got a final set out there in the Missouri Valley Conference. So I'm going to get you guys a little bit more set for that. Give you guys my handicap of it next right here on VSIN Esports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. The madness. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything that you need to bet the madness this year with 24-7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against a spread, our team is here to get you ready for every single game and every single round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including myself, Greg Peterson, on every single key team, conference, player to watch, what have you. We've got you covered on everything from the potential favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to be able to get the betting guide plus full access VSIN through April 5th. This is for only $19 and it's only at VSIN.com slash madness as it is VSIN's bet center right here on the Sports Betting Network. And I wound up hitting upon it a little bit earlier on. And this is something that I sure hope Scott Van Pelt winds up talking about. The reason why we are currently in a fourth overtime at McDee State and Houston Baptist is that McDee State hit a go-ahead three with six-tenths of a second remaining, and then there was a technical foul drawn because someone off the McDee State bench wound up charging the court. 
It's right now 147 to 144 in triple overtime between McNeese and Adiza Baptist. If you wind up taking the under, I'm sorry, your under is not going to be getting there. <laughs> this has got to be the, like the highest scoring game in the history of college basketball. Adiza Baptist, by the way, was laying two. So that tells you right there. If you wind up losing this game by three with McNeese State and you wind up taking a deuce, I mean, that is one of the most cataclysmically bad beats I have ever seen before in my life. That is just absolutely terrible. That is my professional thoughts right there, and we will continue on with that as right now you got a couple other games in action. San Francisco is right now putting themselves away from BYU a little bit. 27-19 with a free throw coming for them. 3-15 remaining in the first half there. You've got the South Dakota State versus Denver game, and right now it is all South Dakota State. The Bison, who wound up closing as an 8.5-point favorite. They are currently up on Denver by a count of 74-58. to 58. So, looking like the Pioneers of Denver, they are not going to be pioneering a run to the NCAA tournament as this is a game in which I thought it should be priced a little bit more like North Dakota State being about a 10-point favorite. And right now, they are completely taking it to Denver. This is a game that has some implications with regards to the total. St. John's versus Marquette, 80-71. You've got one minute remaining in this game. So if you wind up having St. John's wind up getting into foul mode, this is going to be very intriguing because you've got yourself a Marquette team that has been able to do a relatively solid job all season long. And St. John's, they wind up bearing a three. 80 to 74, 39 seconds remaining. St. John's is going to need to look to generate a seal. And that's one of the things that they do best in all of college basketball. They're able to generate right around nine and a half seals per contest. So, We've got ourselves a very intriguing final that is going to be coming about here with Marquette. Their total wound up closing between about 162 to 163, and they close right around a four-point favorite. So this is one that is very, very far from done. And then you've got San Diego State. They are currently trailing Nevada by kind of 24 to 23, about 445 remaining in the first half out there. So we've given you guys a little bit of a look as everything that we've got there, but kind of set the scene a little bit more for what we're going to be getting out there in the Missouri Valley Conference. We had some interesting action that wound up going down on Saturday with being able to get Loyola Chicago versus Drake for this final. Now, you're not going to be finding the odds being posted on this game until the AM. Bookmakers, they typically wind up posting these up in the AM with regards to this game, some of the games out there with the Sun Belt, the SoCon games. You could probably expect to be able to fire on openers. I would say right around like 5 a.m. Pacific, 8 a.m. Eastern are going to be the very, very earliest. Most books, they're probably going to be posting them a little bit closer to 6, 6.30 a.m. Pacific time. And then it becomes a wild, wild west. So I always do encourage you guys to, if at all possible, wind up firing on openers. I recognize that some of you guys, that might not be possible. Some of you guys, you might be out east. You wind up waking up. At 8 o'clock on a Sunday anyway, it's no harm or foul. Some of you guys that are listening to me, you might be like overnight truck driving or something like that. You wind up not being able to go to bed until 5 a.m. That's a little bit of an issue. So, I mean, I recognize that it's not necessarily feasible for everyone. And it certainly is tough because I do wind up finding a lot of my best numbers right around like 4, 5 a.m. Pacific time, East Coast time, 7 to 8 a.m. You do notice that the market winds up shifting a lot when it comes to that time, but you take a look at it, and I do think that Loyal Chicago is a little bit of a team on a mission. There's going to be a lot of debate, and it's going to be going on the next 24 hours when you put on 
any sports talk show as to whether or not Loyal Chicago should be in the NCAA tournament if they wind up losing this game. Got a feeling like Loyal Chicago is going to be in the mindset of, yeah, we don't want to lose this game. We would rather just be able to get the at-large or the out-of-bid to the NCAA tournament. I do think that they're going to be able to do so. I wind up setting Loyal Chicago as a five-point favorite. Something that's big when it comes to Arch Madness is the venue that this winds up taking place in as well. They're playing this game in where they wind up having the St. Louis Blues play all of their games. I believe it is called the Enterprise Center, and it has really caused for a lot of these teams to not be able to bury a lot of shots. You do wind up seeing it over in the Drake versus Missouri State game, but a lot of that is because you did wind up having overtime, and both of those scenes were just really hot in general, but I always notice that the shooter's eye is not necessarily great with this venue, and when it comes to these conference tournaments, we're going to have plenty of them coming up within the next seven days or so. A lot of them are going to be playing in neutral courts. You do want to be taking a look at just what you've seen a little bit more historically, and you are able to do this when it regards to the non-conference tournaments that we wind up finding in November and December. I'm sure that a lot of people know that the rims out there when you wind up actually getting the Maui Invitational on Maui, not out here in lovely Las Vegas, not what we wind up seeing during the 2020-21 season where it was in Asheville, North Carolina. By the way, everything I've heard, Asheville, North Carolina, a very underrated place to go. Maybe I'll need to go one of these times. Good breweries and everything like that. They don't have quite the same soft, friendly rims that you're able to find out there at Maui. So that is something that you always want to be gauging. Battle for Atlantis, meanwhile, it's a it's a location which you do wind up having a bunch of hard rims that it's very hard to be able to bang shots through. You're finding that a lot with regards to Arch Madness when it comes to the Garden MSG, when it comes to a lot of college basketball teams. I always notice that a lot of these teams, they wind up having a tough time shooting. Like you wound up getting a little bit of a taste of it when you wind up having the Tennessee versus Texas Tech game earlier in the season, which wound up going to overtime and neither team could hit a shot to save their lives. And Tennessee went six of 40 from three-point and shot Tennessee, a relatively inconsistent three-point shooting team. Not even they should be going six of 40 from three-point range. So I do think that that is something that is very important to take a look at, but that is built into the handicap with regards to this one, I did wind up saying Drake as a three-point favorite. I made my, or I wanted making Drake, I should say, a five-point underdog. I made my total 133. So, Loyal Chicago, five-point favorite, total 133. With Drake, it's an intriguing bunch. You've actually seen the scene be a little bit more, less efficient on offense rather than when they were dealing with not having Tucker DeVries the season before. Tucker DeVries is a freshman that's coming. They will give the team 13 and a half points, four and a half rebounds per game, but... I feel like he has taken away from some of the other guys that you've got. And with Loyola Chicago, it's a team that actually do a very good job of not allowing opponents to be able to get second chances on the glass, but they do not do a good job at all being able to give themselves second chances as well. They don't have a single guy that gives you more than 4.8 rebounds per game, but you got Lucas Williamson, who's really the main holdover from that final four team. 14 points, 4.8 boards, three assists. He is Mr. Do-It-All for the team. It's a loyal Chicago team that is still relatively sound on defense. With regards to points allowed on a per-possession basis, they want it coming into the day 40th with the way that they were able to hold things down today. You've got to feel like they're probably going to be more around 35th when it's all said and done going into the game on Sunday. Meanwhile, you've got a Drake team that, I mean, they've been relatively solid with regards to being able to do an okay job on the glass, but they're dealing with a little bit of an injury to DJ Wilkins as well. He's a guy that's able to give you right around 10 points per contest. So I do think that that is something that is important to take note of with regards to Drake in terms of points scored on a per possession basis. It's still a relatively solid offense. They rank 45th in all of college basketball. You do want to note that with regards to road and neutral court games, they wind up scoring 8.4 points fewer per 100 rather than when they are at home. So 
that's a little bit of an issue for the team. But you got two very well-rounded teams. And with Loyola Chicago, they are a team that they do rely a little bit more on the three-point shot. They're one of the better three-point shooting teams in all of college basketball. They rank sixth in the country with this regard. Drake, they're a team that they rely a little bit less on the three-point shot, but they themselves are able to do a relatively solid job of being able to put them through as well. They rank right around 200th with regards to three-point shooting percentage. They're right around 34.9% as a collective. So they do a relatively okay job, but I do think that when it's all said and done, Loyal Chicago team that's a little bit on a mission. You've got a lot of these fifth-year seniors who are going to be able to step up. I do think that Shaquan Hemphill, much like he's been able to do throughout this tournament, is going to be able to have a relatively solid performance here for Drake. But I do think that Loyal Chicago finds a way to be able to get the job done. I am willing to make them a five-point favorite and made my total 133. How about if we give you a little bit of an update before we wind up heading out to the rampart for Dwayne Colucci as well in this UCLA versus USC game. Second half is right now about five and a half minutes through. 14.25 remaining. UCLA is currently up by a count of 50 to 47. You got one free throw remaining for UCLA. Currently, it's a live line that you're going to be finding right in the neighborhood of about six, six and a half, depending on where you look on UCLA. So we've got that going on for you. And what we've got going on coming up next is Dwayne Colucci. We're going to be asking him about the handle that he's been taking on a lot of these college basketball games and trying to get a little bit of insights with him with regards to the NHL. That's next right here on the VSIN Bet Center, right here on the Sports Betting Network. Peace in. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Join the college hoops action for free with the March Mania Survivor presented by KFC. Pick winning teams throughout the tournament to outlast the competition and feast on your share of $30,000. Head over to DraftKings.com slash KFC hyphen March hyphen Mania. Now to be able to play for free to get your cut of the cash. KFC, it's finger looking good. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details as it is a VEASAN bet center. I am in with you guys for the next, I would say about 90 minutes or so. It is Greg Oops Peterson and joining me right now, we've got one of the best men in the industry. Always a guy that has a smile on his face. Always does great work over there at the Rampart. It is Wayne Clucci. You're able to follow him on Twitter at NYBookieDwayne. And Dwayne, it is great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, always, Greg. I really appreciate you guys having me on. And uh, like I said before, you do a fabulous job. I really, uh, you know, the work you put in is amazing, brother. The work you put in is absolutely terrific as well. And I know that over there at the Rampart, you're offering a couple specials when it comes to March Madness, especially when it comes to the futures. I know that it's offered over there at the South Point as well. Go through some of those for us because I think that they're really intriguing. Yeah, definitely. We have a unique uh, betting option. We have different futures as, uh, you know, normal books do. But also, Chris Andrews loves to add all those little niches in. And we have that uh, four-way prop where we have Gonzaga, Purdue, Kentucky, UCLA, Illinois. And uh, in one grouping, minus 125. 
at the Rampart and South Point. We have Baylor, Arizona, LSU, Michigan State, and Duke at plus 250. Then we have another grouping with Kansas, Villanova, Auburn, a nice SEC team, uh, Wisconsin, who's been playing great at 4-1, to one, and the field at, uh, you know, 10-1. to one. So not only do we have the futures to win the tournament, Greg, we have this four-way prop that, uh, you know, a brilliant maneuver by Chris and Jimmy and, uh, you know, Vinny out there at South Point, and it's just great to learn and uh, rub elbows with these guys and to also have some input. So I appreciate what they do, but we do have a fabulous, uh, you know, betting menu. And at the Rampart, Greg, we're going to have some uh, bad beat drawings any time that a lower seed during the tournament beats a higher seed, we're going to draw a name and we're going to give you some free slot play. So we have a lot of unique options at the Rampart and South Point that are just fun to be a part of. It's absolutely tremendous. You guys do a great job over there. Hopefully the bad beats extend to anyone that wound up having McNeese State tonight because, well, they wound up losing because a guy ran out there on the floor after they wound up hitting what looked like the game-winning three-pointer, caused a technical foul, and they lose 149 to 144 and four overtime. So we feel bad for anyone that wound up having that one. Amazing. I'm one of them. Oh boy, that's just that is an all timer right there. But with that with that said, we certainly are probably not gonna be seeing any one forty nine to one forty four games anytime soon. I am sure that Houston Baptist at Mickey State was certainly not the highest handle game, but how have things been coming in in general with regards to the college basketball handle over there at the Rampart? Because it seems like things have been going very well, especially with all of these conference tournaments that are currently in the city. Yeah, definitely, Greg. And that's very important, you know, how marketable now Las Vegas has become for all these sporting events. And in the past, it was always frowned upon having because of the sports gambling and the gambling landscape. But now every major sport, as well as college sports, wants to have their major tournaments or their major championships, all-star games, drafts, what have you, in this city. So, yeah, definitely a heightened handle at the Rampart and South Point. Now you have conference tournament week coming up. Then selection Sunday. I'm just anticipating great handle, Greg, and it's been increased. And definitely, it is now sort of superseding the NBA and definitely the NHL. We know how that works out, but uh, college has been very competitive this year. Like I said, several tournaments up for grabs, and you have several tournaments at T-Mobile, the Orleans, you know, where have you? And definitely, it's going to be an exciting week leading into selection Sunday and the tournament itself. Yep, I do agree with you. I think that it's going to be absolutely amazing to see what we're going to be getting just all throughout March Madness. I think that it's going to be tremendous out here in Las Vegas and just all across the country because March Madness has been growing and growing in popularity. And Dwayne, I know that's something else that you do a really good job of is being able to take a look at the NHL as well. And I find this to be just very intriguing what we've been seeing because we've been finding in the NHL Something similar to what we've been seeing in the MLB, where a lot of these money line favorites, they wind up getting a little bit more demonstrative. Now, on Saturday, things were a little bit more buttoned up. You didn't wind up seeing too many favorites that were exceeding north of $2. But, I mean, we've seen it with the team like the Detroit Red Wings going up against the Florida Panthers. That was a, a money line that was north of 350 there. I mean, we see it time and time again with just some of these very sad teams of Buffalo Sabres have just not been able to hold up their end of the bargain. What, how have you really been gauging these and what sort of handle do you wind up getting on these games, which you wind up having some of these money lines that exceed 350? 
Yeah, well, Greg, definitely what you see in the handle uh, from that perspective, you start to see some goal line wagers and definitely similar to, uh, you know, the run line in baseball. When you have these huge favorites, people tend to lay the goal and a half and they want to get, you know, closer to even money if you're laying a three, four to one. But now I'm starting to, you know, gauge as a handicapper and a bookmaker, you have to rein it in a little bit because now teams like Montreal who were getting seven to one earlier in the season have now won seven of eight games. So the NHL is a unique animal. I always say that teams that are so far off the map, all of a sudden could start to play and be very competitive. You see that with the Arizona coyotes as well. They play competitive against teams like Colorado who are by far the best teams in the Western conference, as opposed to a team like Arizona. But when they meet head up, it's definitely a different scenario. And now Montreal is definitely playing that out, dominating performance against the Oilers beat the top notch Calgary flames and you're seeing these big pluses that now as a bookmaker I have to start reining in Greg you see the Canucks tonight as well a big big plus and they've been playing fabulous hockey so we're going to make the line adjustments and hockey is just so different it isn't like Gonzaga going into you know their conference opponents and winning all these games and just dominating it, it totally changes up during the course of the NHL season you have to take into consideration hot goaltenders injuries etc Golden Knights are having a lot of trouble, Greg. You know, you're watching them. Even last night with a big lead, it started to evaporate, and then you feel pressure betting on a team like this. And, you know, at the 13-minute mark, it's 5-4, and you have to sustain 13 minutes of hockey action to continue on and win your bet. So the NHL has been definitely different this year. We've seen huge, huge favorites, but now we're going to have to start reining it in because it's coming back down to earth. And do you anticipate totals being moved a little bit more as well? Because I've noticed it throughout the NHL. The over has been hitting at a relatively good rate. And and you just wound up seeing on Saturday, we had one game wind up going under the total. You just take a look at what we're seeing in the NHL in general. Over 62% of games in the last seven games have wound up going over the total. Do you anticipate a little bit of a move here? Because, I mean, the over has just been hitting like wildfire. Yeah, definitely major adjustments, Greg. You could see that tonight. Like you said, the first game on the docket early in the morning goes under, but then you're seeing seven goals, 13 goals, eight goals. Even the last game is going to go over. So every game went over except that early morning game, and you have to make adjustments, and you have to watch the goaltender rotations. Goalies are getting tired. They're starting to get now, uh, you know, odd man rushes, a lot of pulling of goaltenders when the games are out of reach, uh, you know, with three, four minutes to go and that has to be equated into these totals because you're pulling a goaltender with that much time and there's definitely going to be empty net opportunities and like I said keep your eye on these injury reports defensemen liabilities different goaltender rotations uh, you know it's definitely important to gauge all this and as a bookmaker yeah we're going to make the adjustments you're going to see a lot more sixes down the stretch but then it'll get reined in during the playoffs because you know there's going to be some fabulous matches where teams are going to grind it out. It's going to be pressure-filled. But down the stretch, yes, we will make adjustments. And we're seeing a lot of handle on the over in these games, parlayed to some of these bigger favorites and the puck lines uh, on these favorites. So great point you make, Greg. We have to rein it in. We have to make adjustments. There's a lot of high-scoring games. And, you know, you're going to see that reflect in the lines as we move forward.
And we've got about a minute left here, Dwayne. How have you been gauging sort of the futures market as well? Because odds be able to win the Stanley Cup. You've got the Avalanche on top, the Lightning, who are the reigning champs at number two. Have you been seeing a lot of action on a lot of these shorter teams? Yeah, we're seeing a lot of action, too, on teams like Calgary, who have been exceptionally hot right now, Greg. Also, you're seeing the usual suspects in the East, like you said, Tampa Bay, Florida has had a fabulous season, Carolina, Vegas Golden Knights are always going to merit attraction in Las Vegas. You could probably shop around on the East Coast and get higher value on a team like that. But Calgary and Colorado have been very, you know, popular in the market and the Kings have been playing well. So we're getting a lot of L.A. action because of the close proximity to the city. But definitely we're seeing a lot of teams spread out. Tampa is always at the top. And like you said, Colorado and Calgary. That is that is our good friend Dwayne Colucci at NY Bookie Dwayne. Dwayne, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it. Have a great night. Coming up next, we've got a lot of action out here out west in college basketball. Going to get you guys caught up on that next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket coverage starting on Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every single game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including myself, Greg Hoops Pearson. We'll be analyzing every single game, discussing with bookmakers, making the lines, and we're going to do our best to find you the best early value. Don't wait for the lines move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with VSIN's College Hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern, all for free. That is at VSIN.com as it is the VSIN Bet Center with myself, Greg Hoops Pearson. In the final hour of the show, by the way, we're going to be hitting upon a couple games for Sunday, try to get you guys a little bit of value there as well because while we've got some games that are still going down out here. And hey, we actually have a game that has yet to tip off because you've got the West Coast Conference Tournament. That is always a very interesting one. You've got that Portland versus Santa Clara game. It's going to be going down at 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, 1 a.m. Eastern with regards to a projected tip there. That is if the San Francisco versus BYU game doesn't wind up going along. So you got a little bit out there, but I had to try to make you guys 
little bit of money taking a look forward at that as well. So we're going to be doing that a little bit more in the final hour, but still got a couple very solid games that are going down out here with regards to the Saturday card, the UCLA versus USC game starting to get away from USC a little bit more. UCLA has been able to put themselves out in front by double figures. This is a game which got right around seven and a half or so minutes remaining. You wound up just having a fell on USC 706 remaining 66 56 is right now the score. If you're looking at this game live, you're going to need to lay double figures here with UCLA right now on the live line. You're finding UCLA as a relatively sizable favorite, finding them at 12 and a half total of 150 and a half live. So that is where things wind up sitting with regards to that one. You've also got the San Diego State versus Nevada game that is going down. San Diego State right now finding themselves as a relatively size solid favorite live 36 to 33. This game is at half. So you actually now have officially yourself a second half line. And with regards to the second half line, San Diego State is finding themselves a one and a half point favorite. And your total is anywhere between 70 and a half and 71. San Diego State is a very intriguing team in that. This is the number one team in all of college basketball. The guys points a lot on a per possession basis. The defense has been a little bit more lax here tonight, but you've been able to have a couple guys be able to come out of the woodwork, be able to help this team out as it certainly has been a case in which you've had your ups and your downs with regards to guys not named Matt Bradley with regards to scoring for San Diego State as nobody else on the team has been able to average more than 8.2 points per contest. But the guy that's really been able to step up here, Lamont Butler, three of six from the floor. Overall, San Diego State, just two of eight from three-point range, but shooting 50% from the floor, and they'd be able to force Nevada into seven turnovers. It's Grant Shurfield and Grant Shurfield alone, who's right now keeping Nevada in the game. 17 points. He's went two of four from three. He's six of 11 from the floor. Everyone not named Grant Shurfield is right now four of 14 from the floor. So very intriguing to be able to take a look at that. And you've got a couple games that if you want to firing in on them a little bit earlier, they are starting to go final. This Hawaii versus CSUN game. Shock, shock, surprise, surprise. It is not going the way of Cal State Northridge. 77 to 55. You got yourself about 354 left in this one. If you did wind up taking the total of right around 129 to 130 over, well, congratulations, you're going to get there. If you wind up playing six with Hawaii, unless we really wind up seeing a massive calamity, this is going to be one that winds coming in for you. We've got a little bit of intrigue here between UC San Diego and Cal Poly. Cal Poly is right now finding themselves in a lead by a count of 74 to 72. And what has really been a fascinating game. UC San Diego has been a flamethrower in offense. They are 12 of 21 from three-point range. They are 14 of 14 at the free throw with four turnovers. And yet they are trailing because Cal Poly has been able to they themselves go 8 of 22 from three-point range. It is absolutely intriguing to take a look at what we've got going on in this one as Cal Poly has been able to pick up their offense all of a sudden. They wound up erasing an eight-point halftime deficit and has been able to turn it into a two-point lead. You've got 35 seconds left in this game as you've been able to have a good performance out of Tony Rokach for UC San Diego. He's been able to give you 22 points, six boards, and it is UC San Diego who has the ball now down by four as Alamami Karama wound up making a jumper for Cal Poly. So we're going to be keeping our eyes on that. Wound up just getting started, by the way, in the second half of the San Diego State versus Nevada game. And you've got out there at the pick. I was telling you guys that New Mexico money line had a little bit of value. Now, it's way too early to say that this one is going to be getting there because, I mean, these are 40-minute games, ladies and gentlemen. Do not try to cash your ticket on a full game right now or anything like that, but it is all New Mexico right now. 32 to 15. UNLV is getting drilled. They get 32 to 16. UNLV just wound up knocking down a free throw, but I was trying to tell you guys 
The pit is a very interesting place to play. You wound up seeing Wyoming go down when they wound up heading to a pit to the pit a few weeks ago. Right now, New Mexico, they are 12 of 21 from the floor, and UNLV, they are 1 of 11 from three-point range. That is called not good, ladies and gentlemen, as Bryce Hamilton has seven points. UNLV's entirety of the rest of the roster has nine, so that is not necessarily going well there. Nevada has, or UNLV has lost the rebound battle thus far by kind of 14 to 11 at this point. So, I mean, it is all New Mexico right now. I wonder if we wind up hitting upon that late game as well, because maybe I actually got another game that you're going to be able to fire in on on this college basketball Saturday. 105 games in total, 104 in action, but we've got one game left that you're able to get a little bit of value on if you're looking to bet it. 779, 780 on the banging board. You've got yourself Portland. They're going to be playing in Santa Clara. It's going to be following the San Francisco versus BYU game, which right now, San Francisco is in the lead by kind of 35 to 31, 15 minutes left in that one. And for Santa Clara, they're anywhere between eight and a half and nine point favorites. And we have seen this total get pile drive down. This was an opening total of 156 and a half. You're not fighting at anywhere between 151 and 151 and a half. That's part of what you're going to see in conference tournament time because you wind up having these openers in a lot of these games come out in the very early AM. You're going to be finding a lot of these lines. They wind up moving around very, very well because there's a lot of people that they like to react to what they wound up seeing the night before so i do think that's very intriguing and i mean it's a spot in which i really like the 156 half under now that we are finding it at this low i mean i'm still in on the under but you're also betting this knowing that you've lost between five and five and a half points worth of value as well i do think that there's a little bit of value here on portland as well I set this line at eight. So Santa Clara, they wound up opening up right around an eight-point favor. Now you're finding them more in the neighborhood of nine, which I do find to be relatively intriguing. This is a Portland team that they are one of the more disciplined teams out there in all of college basketball. Shante Leggins winds up coming in from Eastern Washington and has been able to do an absolutely terrific job of being able to coach these guys up as it's a Portland team that with regards to their free throw shooting, one of the best teams in all of college basketball. So if there's a decision late with regards to it, they're going to be able to hit their free throws. 80.7% of the free line. Number two in all of college basketball at that regard in home air in road and neutral court games, 79.7%. So when they do wind up hitting the road, this is the LA team as relatively solid. You take a look at the flip side and you do have yourself a Santa Clara team that is one of the best teams with regards to offensive efficiency in all of college basketball in terms of points scored on a per possession basis. They've really been able to get things going with Jalen Williams being right around 18 points per contest. Joseph Arankish, coupled with Keyshawn Justice. These two guys are able to combine for about 29 points per contest. Both of these guys are six foot eight, little bit of combo players. Justice is shooting 40% from three-point range. Varankish is shooting more around 33, 34% from distance. So you've got some relatively solid versatility there with regards to points scored on a per possession basis. Santa Clara ranks 40th in all of college basketball. Meanwhile, Moses Wood. For Portland on the flip side, he's got some versatility. He's six foot eight. He shoots over 40% from three-point range. Has been able to do a solid job being able to this team right around 14 or so points per contest. Tyler Robertson. And you notice a few guys wind up following Shante Leggins over from Eastern Washington. Mike Meadows is another guy, but Robertson has really been the headliner for the team. 15 and a half points. He chips in there four boards, four assists. So he's able to do a relatively solid job. Take a look at the Santa Clara bunch. And last time these two teams wound up playing, they were able to win the game by double figures, but this is going to be a little bit of a unique animal with it being out there on a neutral court. I do think that there's a good chance that Portland is going to be able to hold in this game because they've been able to improve a little bit on defense as well when they've not been facing against some of these fireball offenses because in this case, in which you've got a Portland team that they rank right around 75th 
80th with regards to possessions per game. So they're a little bit more of a brisk team. Meanwhile, with regards to points allowed on a per possession basis, this is a Portland team that they're clocking in right around 200th, but they actually are coming off of some of their better performances of the season. And to the credit of Portland, they're actually a better defensive team on the road rather than at home. You don't find that very often, but they've been able to do a very solid job whenever they've went away from their friendly confines. Meanwhile, you've got a Santa Clara team that they've got their defensive warts as well. It's a team that with regards points a lot on a per possession basis. They do rank right around 173rd. I do think that the neutral court environment is something that you need to take into account. We see it time and time again out there in the Orleans teams just wind up not being able to put the ball in the basket. Seems like the rims are a little bit harder. I'm not sure what it is, but there's a lot of guys that they wind up stepping into the Orleans, playing very good offense, and then it winds up going straight down the toilet bowl. So I'm going to be taking a look at the under in this spot. I do think that you've got a little bit of value with Portland. Set them as an eight-point dog. So here at right around eight after nine, I'm going to be taking a look at the points with Portland in the final hour of the Visa Bet Center. We're going to keep you guys up to date with everything that's going down with some good West Coast college basketball. And we're going to be turning it forward, giving you guys some picks and analysis on the, Saturday, on the Sunday college basketball board right here on Visa Esports Bagging Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.